Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Hi there. We are back and we are again up at Bear Lake and it's blustery and it was a good day to work. Here's the problem with, with my dear honey wife Linda is that she is a farm girl and she never saw a little lick of work that she didn't like. She likes work, but she works a little too hard. I have to kind of keep an eye on her and I I try to tell her we can delegate that. We can delegate that. We don't have to. We should only do those things which we cannot delegate. <laughs> Although I will say, honey, you were pretty. When we had all nine kids at home, you were a pretty darn good delegator. Yeah, but there's still a fair amount to do. But I'm laughing because sometimes I delegate to you. Yeah, that's true. And, I I, uh, I should put a little rider on. Always there. get done. Yeah, delegate delegation should not include your. Your, your spouse, your spouse should be part of the delegating team, and we should delegate to those who, um, I don't know, who will work for cheap. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, we should delegate to you because you work for really cheap. You can't put dishes away while you're on the radio. I can hear every dish. <laughs> oh, this is a real show, folks. There's no studio involved here. This is wherever we happen to be, as you long-term listeners know. Sometimes we do this show with a grandkid in the background or who knows what all. But we're we're always glad to just have you join us for a half an hour and talk a little about families and about uh, good things in life and how to make them even better. I want to send you to a website today. Um, you are listening Check out UtahCelebrationOfMarriage.com. That's pretty easy to remember, UtahCelebrationOfMarriage.com, because this Wednesday night, and you may be listening to this on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday. If it's any of those three days, then uh, you can still get in on that. Well, any of those days in June, it's actually June 24th. 24th. No, 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 the event is actually on... uh, Oh, it's the 26th. The 26th, yeah. So and if it's past then, because we never know when they're going to air these shows, then just Well, it. yeah, you might, you'll probably get, most of you'll get it Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday this week. But let me say why we're talking about it. Um, our thing, as some of you who listen regularly know, is that we want to be a positive voice for natural marriage and natural families. And there's a lot of contention and lots of uh, bickering and lots of disagreement about marriage and what the right kind of marriage is and there's a lot of very conservative people who think that uh, liberal efforts to redefine marriage basically spell the end of the world and there are a lot of more liberal people who think that uh, marriage should be more broadly defined and we're we're more interested in going to a higher place and basically saying let's celebrate natural marriage. Let's in the face of declining marriage, with marriage getting attacked from four sides, we always like to say this, the poor institution of marriage, which has been around as long as mankind, I think, I mean, you know, it's a little hard to prove that, but I think it's true. Uh, is being attacked from four sides. Number one, divorce rates are at an all-time high worldwide. Some people say that divorce rates actually declining a little bit in, in America. 
but worldwide it's at an all-time high. There's one side. And I think it's still about 50% in America. I yep. think it went over 50 for a while. It did for a while. And then number two, the second attack is from those who want to redefine marriage, the gay rights movement essentially, and that, that is an attack on what we call natural marriage. The third attack from the third side is maybe the biggest one of all statistically, and that's the trend toward cohabitation, people who move in together without bothering to get married, and that is a rocket ship in terms of its growth. Um, Last year in America, three times as many couples moved in together unmarried as moved in together married. And the the reasoning, the rationale, the logic or lack of it goes, well, we don't need a celebration or a certificate or a ceremony to prove we love each other. We just move in together. Oh, and by the way, then if we end up not liking each other, it's really easy to move out. We don't need a divorce or anything. And that's a disaster for children, folks, because... A third of those cohabitation situations will have a child in the first couple of years, a child who doesn't have a married mother and father and has very little reassurance that his or her mother or father will stay together for any length of time. And we could go on and on about that, but let me get to the fourth side of attack on marriage, which is chosen singleness. Some parts of the world, a majority of people are now choosing to never marry at all to simply live as singles all of their life. Which to me is so sad to choose that. I mean, there we have a darling, wonderful friend of our family who's the age of one of our children who hasn't married yet. I mean, she's 40. There's there's always hope, but um, it's just so sad because she and she's working in the hospital uh, with little preemies. She's saving their lives and raising those little babies three or four months at a time until they're ready to go home, and then she has to send them off to their little their beautiful family. And of course, they're so grateful to her. But what an interesting life she has, and yet there's just a little sadness there because she doesn't have a partner. Well, she wants one so badly. Yeah, but this, that's this the difference four, there. This fourth thread is that uh, in some parts of the world, and one of them happens to be my homeland, and in terms of my ancestors, that being Sweden, a majority of people now are choosing to stay single all their lives. At least that's what they're saying. And it's borne out by the fact that in Stockholm, 60% of the households, the official legal households on the tax rolls are occupied by one single individual. And these are people who are just saying, hey, I I can find companionship when I need it. I just don't want to make the commitment of marriage. So, so Well, some of those could be older people. Also. Well, they could be, sure. But I, yeah. but I mean, my point is, and our point is, that um, we need to celebrate natural marriage because here's the most worrisome thing of all. We saw a poll recently where among younger people, younger American men and women under 30, when the question was asked, do you think that marriage is obsolete, half of them, slightly more than half, said yes. That's the scary thing, that this institution that has endured millennia is now being thought of by so many as obsolete. Think of the term obsolete. It's a horrible term. It's like it's unnecessary anymore. It's so old. What is an obsolete 
car or an obsolete machine is something that's so old it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, it kind of had its day and now it's over. It's such a sad word. So back to the positive. This, this uh, we you know we support any group that says, hey, we're here to celebrate marriage. We're not Linda and I, as some of you who know us know well, we're not ideologues. We're not uh, far right conservatives. We we think of ourselves as being somewhat moderate, although that's a scary term to use. But we certainly understand and or try to understand political views across the spectrum. But when it comes to marriage, natural marriage, we would support any group, regardless of their political stripe, if their goal was to celebrate and preserve. And I love the word celebrate, Linda, for marriage. It's essentially saying this is the best way to live. This is the best way to progress. This is the best way to grow. This is the best way to become the best person you can be is through the sacrifices and the responsibilities and the joy of a natural marriage, hopefully with children. And in fact, I think in the second half, we're going to get into some nitty gritty on the real deal on marriage, Um, or as one of our daughters-in-law always says, for real life. Um, It really is, marriage is not easy, and maybe that's why a lot of people... um, opt to just be on their own and do their own thing because you have to deal with another person but it gives you so much joy and so much um, purpose in life that I just I can't I'm just so sad for those who just decide I want to be single and so you know after we take a little break I think we'll talk about some nitty-gritty I have to say that we had a really woozy doozy argument this week Please don't assume just because we're on the radio talking about marriage that ours is perfect. It is not, and we um, are well. Probably... It's perfect. It's perfect in a flawed sort of way, Linda. <laughs> right. I'm married to a perfectionist, as you can tell. It's perfect in the sense that we have wonderful arguments, and we always resolve them. And just because I finally figure out you're right, and then the argument's over, and you win, and we're both happy. That's absolutely true. <laughs> Although once in a while, a little Chihuahua has a good idea, and uh, that's me. She's that's speaking you. to me. Yeah. And um, you know, it is really. It's just. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we have to remind ourselves how much fun we're having with our marriages because it is so much fun. And and we'll talk about that a little. Well, more wait. We we're not done. We're not going to break yet. I got to tell people about this event. On, All right. On uh, Wednesday night. Again, UtahCelebrationOfMarriage.com, and here's what's going to happen. There's a speaker who I've never heard. I'm looking forward to it, named David Barton, who uh, talks a lot about America's history in terms of social history and cultural history. And then there's our good buddy, Alex Boyer. Linda and I really like Alex. We've done a few things with him, and we think he's a rare personality and entertainer. And man, can that boy sing. Linda, he is a singer. Alex Boy is the man. He is. And so we'll enjoy being there with him. We're going to kind of emcee the show, or I'm going to. I'm trying to talk Linda into coming along and telling a couple of good stories somewhere in there. But uh, at any rate, it's this Wednesday. Go to utahcelebrationofmarriage.com. We'll take a little break, right, Linda? Right-o. And we'll be right back to talk your ear off a little bit more. 
And we're back. We're talking about marriage today and a special event that Richard's going to emcee this week. He's the emcee of the family, let's face it. I, I, I've done that, but I'd just much rather have him Yeah, but you're the, you're the joke teller, honey. That's why, In fact, why don't you tell the joke I'm going to ask you to tell Wednesday night? Because I think people, well, I don't know, maybe not. It's pretty close to Father's Day. Do you think we might offend some fathers? Yeah, we might. Go ahead, tell it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not really a joke. It's just that a young mother came up to me. When we were doing a, a time out for women thing with, with my daughter in Las Vegas, and she said, you know, I just have to tell you what my nine-year-old said to me yesterday. You just got to hear this. And I said, well, sure. She said, she came to me and she said, Mom, how hard is it to be a mom? And she said, oh, man, my, my mind was just racing. Like, how can I explain how hard it is to be a mom? But before I even got a chance to say anything, she said, Mom, sometimes is it just so hard that you wish you were a dad. Boo, from all the dads, I can hear all the dads saying, boo, No, boo, everyone boo. knows exactly what that means. The mom, the buck stops there most of the time. I mean, there are stay-at-home dads, and, and obviously dads are doing so much better than they used to in our era. I mean, I have to say Richard was an awesome dad and did so well, much. Well, after you kids. whipped me into shape, it took you a while to mold me into a good dad. Yeah, but I'm I still tried. working on the housework, but, you know, really, <laughs> you were awesome, Dad. And um, just, What do you mean were? What do you mean I'm still an active I'm an active dad. You better use the present tense. Oh, no, I can say you were an awesome dad of little children. Oh, okay. And then now you're an awesome grandfather of little children because there's I love nothing the little ones. This, this guy would rather do than play with those grandchildren. I love the little ones for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but as we promised in the first segment, we're going to talk a little bit about marriage in for real life. Um, is that your way of saying like the the, the hard knocks, the day to day grind of marriage? Um, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's not a day to day grind. It's always exciting at our house because I'm living with an extremely eccentric person who I never know what's going to happen from define, one day to the define next. Define that term, eccentric. Is I that... just did. I can oh. never know what happened. What's oh, going to well, happen one day to the next? And it's always some wacky thing, crazy stuff. That sounds like unpredictable to me. But anyway, I well, like I like is. both terms. But anyway, um, we you probably have never heard two more strong-willed people speaking on the radio uh, than we are. And uh, from day one, we were determined that we were the ones that were right, the one that was right in this argument. And as we pointed out in the first one, usually I really am right. But um, actually, Richard, some of his wacky stuff that he said, I'd say, you can't do that. That won't work. That won't work. Guess what? It works. And I would say maybe mm, 57% of the time. Hey, Linda, maybe sometime we should, uh, if we could just time it so we're right in the midst of a real whoop-de-doo of an argument right at 4.30 when we record some Monday we could uh, we could have the argument Put it on the radio right on the radio and then we could have listeners take a vote on who now let's not do that I'm afraid I'd lose <laughs> you're, you're more you're more you sound I mean you you know people like to be on your side more than they do on my side you know the nice part is that when we get done with the argument we can't remember what we we're arguing about the next day I can sort of remember that one yesterday but 
that's is really close. It's really close. But um, you know, I was just trying to think of a good example, and I can't remember the arguments. It's just that we just each have such different ways of doing things, of attacking things, of making things work. Don't misunderstand us, though. We're not encouraging sort of uh, bitter, vitriolic types of arguments. There, there are good and bad arguments. Good yeah. ones. I really believe there are good arguments, but they're when both people are respectful of the other one and where you really make an effort to hear the other person's views. If, you really, if you've got enough willpower and discipline, the best way to make sure that happens is to have a little ground rule, which is that you can't make your next point, which you're just dying to make because you're so sure you're right, until you have restated what the other person has just said, paraphrased it back to them in a way that they say, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Okay, now you can make your point, and that really takes the venom out of arguments, and it helps you start understanding what the other person just said. It forces you to listen what the other person's saying and paraphrase it back, and right away all that uh, charged-up energy kind of dissipates, and you start thinking a little more about the person you love you happen to be arguing with at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I thought you were going to say, um, you know, the guy who married us, I should say the wonderful man who married us, gave us some interesting advice. He said, never let the sun set on an argument. Yeah, we so, tried that. It didn't work. We tried that for years, <laughs> and sometimes we, the sun rose on an argument after we'd been up all night. Well, it puts pressure. It puts too much pressure on you to sort of get something resolved, and sometimes you, you, you don't really resolve it. You just bury things, and they come forth later in uglier forms. But we, we sort of kept an adaptation of it, didn't we, Linda? Yeah, we did. So we, now we just say, let's not let the weekend when still feeling upset about something someone said or uh, worrying about uh, how to do something or resolving an argument. Or let's not let Monday come because for us, the Sunday is the day when we uh, sort of clean up the, uh, the bad pieces. And we do it in an interesting way. We do it with what we call a testimony meeting but others might call it a feeling session. It's just a time when just the two of us, and it takes some effort to schedule this every Sunday because Sundays are busy for some of us, but where you just sort of bury your soul to each other and say, here's how I feel, here's my love for you, here's what I'm worried about, here's what I believe in, and uh, by the way, that was uh, you hurt my feelings last week, and here's how I feel about it now. And there's a sort of a wonderful, sweet feeling when you're doing it in a sort of a spiritual context on a Sunday. And I think it's fair to say we've always, well, we have been really bad at never letting the sunset on something we're not totally in harmony on. We've been really good, in fact, I think perfect in getting it to never last more than that Sunday. And a lot of times, just a brief pause, but you've got to be so careful. This is a thin line. Some people, some couples we know just have the attitude, well, when we're at loggerheads, we just sort of separate from each other for a while and, you know, a day or an afternoon, and then we kind of forget about it and it goes away. Well, I don't think it really does go away. I think 
again, it's that thing, unexpressed feelings never die. They just get buried and come forth later in uglier forms. We learned that from our dear friend Stephen Covey, who passed away last year. And we have said it so many times. And actually, I have tried burying it. And I know that that is true. That little saying is true. It doesn't work. I just try to swallow it and say, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. But then the next time when something happens. Oh, she's a bear. It's an explosion because I buried it pretty deep and all of a sudden, poo. And it is uglier than it would have been if I just brought it up at the time. Yep. You really got to be careful about that. But that doesn't mean you can't take a little pause and let things settle down and think about it for a minute and then be a little more orchestrated in how you try to resolve it. Now, we're not suggesting that the whole idea of a good marriage has to do with whether you can overcome conflicts. The real the real key to marriage is teamwork and, and synergy and sharing of responsibility. And, you know, um, one of the things that's been said a lot lately in the press, and it turns out it's just flat out not true. Uh, there was a poll that basically proves it's not true. But the, the rap on marriage is, come on, it's just an organized way for men to dominate women. It's just a way to suck women into uh-huh. some uh, contract where where the women do more than their share of the work. They, especially if both people work, they both go to their career and then they come home and the woman does 90% of the work at home and blah, blah, blah. And you hear this a lot, but this, this recent poll essentially says not true. Maybe was true, but is not true anymore. There has never been a time in the history of man as we know it, maybe, maybe prehistory, but there's never been a time when marriage has been more equal than it is today and when a greater effort is being made by husbands and wives. That's not to say everyone's good at this. There's still a lot of people need to work very hard on this. But by and large, statistically, dads are doing a lot more parenting. Dads are doing a lot more housework. There's a lot more dialogue going on about let's keep this fair. That doesn't mean that you can't have specialization. All couples should say, you know, you're really good at this, and I'm really good at this. Let's do the things we're good at and the things we enjoy most. However you work it out, but the point is work it out. Don't just sort of live on the default switch and have big inequities where someone's feeling sort of put upon all the time. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, for example, I do not like Richard to make the bed because he just can't do it right. I'd just rather do it myself. Occasionally. Oh, thank you, honey. Thank you, thank you. Maybe once every three months or so or six months you make the bed. On the other but, hand, you love how I do the dishes. I'm really good now. you got to admit it. Yeah, you do well on the dishes. But um, but I was just going to mention that also when I do make the bed, then you'd, when I just came home a minute ago, you'd pull the pillow out. All Everything's all messed up. And the bed's all messed up because you take a nap every day. So we're going to have to talk about that, honey. If you take a nap... Fix the bed when you get Fix home. it. I can fix it. I just can't make it. I can do a little repair yeah, job. You can fix it just fine. Anyway, um, there are always so many fun things to talk about when it comes to marriage. We, we hope you're having fun with your marriage. I do think you have to remind yourself how much fun you're having sometimes with the kids as well as with your spouse because life gets hard and difficult. But we, we just really wish that this is the week you're going to have a lot of fun with your spouse if you're married and 
do some thinking about how important marriage is in the life of not only you and a, and a spouse, but also the children that are involved. Yeah, always put the, I mean, that's the bottom line to every discussion is what is best for the children. And there is no question that children who are lucky enough to be raised by two married parents who love each other are way lucky kids. Now, Let's just end where we started. Again, UtahCelebrationOfMarriage.com this Wednesday night. One of the things that's going to be going on there is a judicial review of the Supreme Court's decision. They're, they're going to talk about that and how it's gone and some of the legal minds that created Proposition 8 in California as well as lawyers that prepared the American briefs for the Supreme Court so that we can understand what their ruling is going to mean, because that's coming down soon, as many of you know. So, so that's June 26th. If you happen to be around, um, drop in and see us. And if not, we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but you can kind of imagine. We'll be back on the radio before you know it. Next week. Thank you from Ayers on the Road.